What do presidential debates, Airbnb, and white women's vaginas all have in common? They piss off comedian and real estate agent Lois Thompson. You're listening to Social Misfit. happy to have you here this is i'm so excited y'all this is listen okay let me just start this is social misfit with your host chloe hilliard and i'm joined today by my esteemed guest lois thompson yes also a social misfit oh yeah that's a, you know what it's so funny people are like what do you mean by social misfit it kind of it's like a double entendre one i am a so i think everybody's a social misfit mm-hmm. and i think we're at a point now where people acknowledge it because being different is cool versus like being like everybody else unless you're just like well donald trump is also a social misfit too so (laughs) there's all kinds of levels to social misfit (laughs) normal doesn't mean anything anymore normal doesn't mean anything anymore but yes but this is my brand new podcast so i'm gonna be super excited as i introduce every podcast until like the 50th one because i just can't (laughs) believe i'm actually doing a podcast but the purpose of the show is to bring people on who i admire or i find intriguing and we discuss a social media post that they put out there into the universe infinitely for aliens to look back on and judge us as people <laughs> and see why we uh, crumbled as a civilization. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> lots of reasons. This is one of them. Yeah. Um, so Lois, will you please read your post for us today? My post said there's nothing that will happen or I will hear in this debate that will change my life. Hence, hashtag Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt tune out that's Damn basically <laughs> so there's so many layers to that there's so many one so clearly you wrote this when the debates were happening was this the first second or third debate this was the uh first one the first, the first one. Oh, one. so you tuned out early oh okay i had no int- i know actually maybe it was the second it might have been the second yeah. but yeah it just you just knew what's gonna come of this nothing mm-hmm. and how much is it really going to directly affect my life until the cops bust down the door and want to take us to the oh, camps yeah. oh, you know man. no in no way so leave it alone it's too much negativity so my too thing much. is this so your so your feeling is the, the debates have no bearing on what you're going to already do exactly but you're definitely going to vote of course okay got it and yeah okay good so this is my thing this is so funny about the debates is that i watched the first two Partially because I was writing for a TV show and mm-hmm. I had to know what was going on. That was mm-hmm. the only reason. Like if I didn't have to watch it. So, and then also watch it because I really wanted to get into the mind. It's kind of like watching Silence of the Lambs when like <laughs> Jody Foster is interviewing Hannibal Lecter and you kind of be like, no, but for real, like why would he really, like I, I wanted to see him crack. I wanted to see him mm-hmm. lose it. You ever see the film American Violet? So it's a small independent film that came out and um, this one, she's a great actor, Nicole um, Barbary, Nicole Barbary. Uh, she's a young black woman actress. But anyway, it's based on a true story mm-hmm. and it's very Trumpian. It's very Trumpian. It's basically about um, this small town that keeps get, getting arrested by the police and they try to pin a crime on the black people and they find out that it was something that they were systematically doing. Right. And so they, so basically like an ACLU organization goes to this small Southern town and tries to empower the black people like listen Mm. we can help you fight the system and they pick this one person the main character to be like the face of this class action lawsuit against the police and then it turns out that of course the system is rigged the police are racist but at the end of it they what they did is they had the black 
lawyer who's a friend of mine malcolm barrett who stars on timeless me and him went to ps11 shout out all day. uh he was the actor in the film uh-huh. and so he was also the um the guy the antagonist in dear white people the, the guy was okay. like, like interviewing them as like the media person anyway shout out to malcolm i'm gonna have you on the show one day so so he is one of the lawyers on the case so at the end they waited to use him to actually interrogate the like police chiefs and so when he oh, interrogated yes. him, he snapped and he was like, you niggas. niggas yes, so I was waiting yes, for the, yes. I was waiting for the nigga moment when I was watching the debates. Ooh. It felt, especially the last one when he was like, no, the second one when he was like shadowing her. I was mm-hmm. like, it was, I was Standing waiting. behind of his yes. weirdness. And here's the other thing too, is that you can get all the highlights. Like why even put yourself through it yeah. when you could sit there and, you know, you can watch the highlights of it and go, okay, great. That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, let's release it from your mind and your universe. I know, but this is the sad thing about the debates. I think this is where we are in general, which I speak, speaks to the first part of your post, which is that we, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter how convincing someone is. Like the I was, truth doesn't matter anymore. The truth anymore. doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And because as soon as you say a truthful a statement, someone's like, oh, well, they paid that person to do that and mm-hmm. they're lying and this is That's this, been this, planted that. like like WikiLeaks uh, uh coming up with the emails like creating the emails it's like wait a minute so i thought that WikiLeaks were supposed to be the fact checking yes. folks now they're not either okay so all bets are off everything's yeah. crap everything, everything that you're is, hearing is a freaking fake it's a lie but then now because i'm also like very paranoid i'm i want to look back and figure out like what is the splinter in time like when did we split in society from being truthful and based in reality to this shit show like we're in the matrix. This is the matrix. Mm. I'm waiting for a black lady to. I want to walk by a black Morton lady Downey in the park. Jr. Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. was the beginning really? of the dumbing of oh, America man. when we turned the corner to just like watching to watch the horror of mm. other people's lives, wanting to watch it. So like Jerry Springer. Yeah, and Jerry Maury, came after, yeah. and then Maury Povich, all that all stuff. White men, all white men just fucking shit up, honey. <laughs> honey you know and then putting you on display because i used to work in film business Mm. and i worked on the um montel williams show oh how was that and what you saw was that here are these people from these worn horse towns they have nothing Mm -hmm. they never been nowhere and they fly them into we're going to fly you into new york so you can tell your story we're going to put you up at the marriott hotel and you know you're going to be in new york let me tell you something they rent one room they get all those people here and they come in stages. So, you know, someone's coming in, another person's going out. They come in, they sit them down in a room and tell them, that's right, you let him know how you feel. They pump him up, pump him up, and then release him out onto that stage. And they're sitting in a studio that has maybe 100, 150 people in it. Yeah. So in their heads, they're going, oh, these are the only people that are really seeing this. Oh. The concept of the fact that millions of people are looking at you does not occur to them until they get home. Which is which is the day, the modern day version of Facebook comments. Mm-hmm. Which right. is like you say crazy shit and then oh damn I lost my job. Right. Hello, how that happened? Right. <laughs> I thought this was just you know me and my five hundred followers who all believe the way I do and like there's some imposter up in there that's then yeah. you know photo what do you call that thing screenshotting yeah. your stuff and then saying out there go look she said that so there's no safety there's nothing there's no safety in communication at all. Do you think that the debates swayed anybody to change their... Absolutely not. To actually make a vote? But see, that's the thing. So I I saw this graph. I got to like make better bookmarks, but I saw this graph (laughs) months ago. Mm -hmm. And it was like, if you looked at the actual raw votes in the primaries, 
Hillary had more actual raw votes and Trump didn't really have, it might've been like 9 million to 13 million in the primaries. It really wasn't a crazy amount of votes by comparison to our population. But the massive note was like all of these independents and people Mm -hmm. who on the fence, that that's what they need to win this election. Right. And so when you think about it and I'm watching it, it's like, of course, when you see a Trump rally, those are people who love Trump and they're not going to, no matter what he does. Right. So what about the people who are just sitting at home? You know, those are the same issues idiots that <laughs> voted for ralph nader i'm sorry like that old that you want to talk about a splintering yeah if i was a parent of a child who was in the military yeah who died during the iraq war i would hunt ralph nader down and fucking cut his throat because it's his fault <laughs> it's his fault that's why that happened wow. that war would not have happened if uh gore was in office yeah it would not have happened it just wouldn't have you yeah. know, and the fact that they let Cheney and them drum beat this, you know, weapons mm-hmm. of mass destruction nonsense, just pure misinformation. And it went on forever and ever. But that's the thing, people, when you say Ralph Nader, they have no, people don't even know what that is. Ralph Nader is is the, the original Jill Stein yeah. and the original John, Gary Johnson, who's a freaking idiot. It's like, what is that about? <laughs> the fact that they've retained like one in 3%. in this day and age is I don't understand how they've there's retarded people in this universe but the more retarded people are the people who will not vote at all the people who say you know I don't want to be a part of this you are a part of this it's going to happen so you should say something say something stand up take I don't know if people understand what happened or like what had to happen for us to be able to vote, particularly as black people. Yes. What had to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think people understand that. So all these millennials with, you know, the two of them are just, they both evil. Um, no, really they're not. So just like figure, figure it out. I, I remember, I remember when Obama was running for office and I don't, he was still, he was up against Hillary. So I remember I was in a hospital for some reason in the waiting room, which are very culturally entertaining places to be. Like if you have time in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, just like <laughs> if you have the time, like just if you just want to know where you are in life <laughs> and how, like if you just want entertainment for free, just go right. and sit in any emergency room um, in a low-income neighborhood, preferably. Right, right. It's and an open mic with just, no mic. Yeah, I mean it really is. I mean, it's like Cheers with no alcohol. It's just a band of bandits just acting out. Some security guard who really doesn't give a fuck about oh their job. I, I call them stand-up security. Like, mm-hmm. you know shit is real when they got to physically get up from their seat. They're yeah. upset. Yeah. They yeah. just stand up and then sit And then down. they just want to pummel you into the yeah. ground because you made me get up. Yeah, you made me get up. You made me get up. You ask them a question, don't know what anything is. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And so we were in this waiting room. And it was a Spanish mom and her son. And this is like when the primaries are up for the Democratic nominee. And so somehow the election came up. And I just thought it was understood that all people of color were just going to vote for Obama. Mm. But then, you know, Spanish people like to throw a little monkey wrench uh-huh. at things. Uh-huh. So he so was like, yeah, yeah. So then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm voting for him. She was like, no, you're not. We are voting for Hillary Clinton. And then she like said it so loud that everybody else in the uh, waiting room was like, wait, what, huh? What do we vote? For? Why? What? What? How would you pick Hillary over Obama? But then I was like, because she was like, she's a woman, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I understand where that's coming from. But it just was interesting to me because at that point, I felt like Hillary didn't have that much political cachet as she does now. Right. I think I mean, now, I mean, that, now that now that she's been Secretary yeah. of State, of course. So yeah. there's a lot more because at that point, I was like, nah, she's she's the First Lady, and I don't know if this is a power grab because you know mm-hmm. I also wasn't really well versed in all of her accolades as a politician 
and crooked as they may be. Um, But she's done a lot of great people. Oh, no, no. She's done a lot of great things. And so this is my thing. It's like, I think that people want to admire her for being a woman. But it's interesting because I feel like those are the same things that are being held against her as her being a woman. More so than Obama being a black guy. Because see, when you're black, no one's going to say they hate you because you're black. Yeah, but they'll they'll find another way. So the GOP was like, as soon as he gets elected, we're not going for anything. Not because he's black, just because. Mm -hmm. No reason, no reason. Which is interesting because white people get so upset about the government invading their lives. And it's really just the white people that you voted blocking shit that could help you. Exactly. And they pay no attention to that. Just like the people who are supporting Trump. It's like you are not even on his radar. No. As human beings, you idiots. Like, yeah, what are you I even was thinking? Just, I was engaging somebody today because, you know, I like to test my limits. And <laughs> <laughs> and this guy was like, he's going to do so much for me. He's an outsider. I was like, so the theory of an outsider. So that's basically saying, like, you would let a plumber perform surgery on you because he's an outsider. He's an outsider. <laughs> that, like, that isn't like, no. If I was in a hospital, it was like, we got all of these surgeons here, but we got this one plumber yeah, dude. He's an outsider. Who's mean with a butter knife. <laughs> His whole perspective is going to be so different than everybody else. You want to give this a shot? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah, I want to give this a shot. Like, what are you saying? He's like, he's going to do so much for the working class. He's not even paying attention. He's, like, he's like wrapping plumber's tape around your intestines. <laughs> it's going to be all right. Get It'll her done. Right. It's organic. <laughs> it's organic. No, I don't. So I think it's perception of how mm-hmm. people want to perceive things. And I'm telling you, I but definitely the race felt. Thing, yeah. This is it. This is that. That's the only thing. All they're saying is, good, someone's finally going to put these niggers back in their place. Yeah. They don't care about anything else. They don't care if they have clean water. Yeah. They don't care, care if a damn dust cloud is living over their house, sprinkling them with cancer. As long as they have their right yeah. to put black people down again to hang us from trees, to do all the other wonderful yeah. stuff they're having a good time doing, picnic, look up the word. Of course. You know, they're going to they're vote for him because that's what it's about for him. Policies mean nothing. It means nothing. It, it, it's not even landing. No. It's landing nowhere. It's all about the race card. It, but it, it, I just, I don't want to believe that white people are that dumb. I mean, I know. Yeah, see, listen. No, 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 no. Not dumb self-intentioned also they're just af- they're afraid of us they're just so yes. afraid of us yes well which we've had bad pr yeah. for a very long time i know which is so interesting <laughs> because the second part of your post was that, like you're not going to watch the debate so you're going to you know hashtag luke cage yes which is the counter to everything yes. sweet christmas <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way, any guys listening, I don't drink coffee either. So if you ask me for coffee. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. I was like, "Mm." Mm. what was so interesting about Luke Cage, which was so on point. And I wish that more. um, I can only hope that white people watched it, even though they had some issues with it because they thought it was racist because there was no white people in it, Uh which is so. How about that? Isn't that something? Yeah, there was this one woman who wrote a post. She was like, I am finally acknowledging my white privilege because I watched this and I was upset. But then I realized that me being upset is part of the problem. So at least she was aware enough that you don't have to see. One in a million. Yeah, one in a million. You don't (laughs) always have to see. When you don't see yourself, it doesn't mean that you're not a value. It just means that there's an other perspective to life. Right. Yeah. Right. And there were for, white people. For them. There for were them white to people. See. Yeah, they sprinkled like two, in it. And I yeah. like that they got killed, which was great. At that least is the true. one in the beginning. Spoil alert. Yeah, you can still watch it. It's still an incredible show. <laughs> it's I watched still awesome. it. Right. I haven't watched any of the Marvel series on Netflix in full, but I did watch all of Luke Cage. And mm-hmm. I did enjoy it, even though they made him talk like he was like a 1977 yeah. like hustler. I love it, though. Which is weird because the timeline is so different from the actual comic books because mm-hmm. I, like me and my roommate were watching it and he was saying like, yeah, he, you don't know how old he is, but 
but I was like, no, he never mind. I don't want to spoil it because I'm really going to spoil it. But the the thing about the show is that it is helping to reimagine black men not as this like thug mm-hmm. who is just intent on killing and raping and pillaging. Yeah. And so I think it's doing good PR. Yes. Because it's a more realistic hero, not just like some guy who's shooting webs from his hands. Right, right. Like this could be real. It could be this real. Could, this could happen. And I always believe it that the stuff, happen. the stuff that we see has already been done. That's why, yeah. you know, every time I see someone in the movie, I'm like, mm, they got that brewing. <laughs> That's happening. You know, like remember in Minority Report with the little, the bug? Yeah. That was coming and getting in your head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's happening somewhere. Luke Cage. Uh, yeah. Shout out to um, Cheo, the writer and creator of Luke Cage. Former yes. journalist. You got to do things, man. You got multitask. You have multiple hats too, Lois. This is why I have you on the show <laughs> because like you're so, you're so, um, I hate the word woke, but you're so uh, self-aware. Am I, am I, wait, am I uh, articulate? Yeah, articulate. Very articulate. <laughs> Well-spoken, clean. Uh, comedian, <laughs> Brooklyn native. So you've seen the transformation and this is yeah. why I think your perspective is interesting. And a real estate broker. And a real, no, not just a real, you are a real estate god <laughs> you need oh to brag god. yourself a little bit it's so funny so i live in bedsty and I, I feel i mean i taped this podcast in my home and earlier today i was walking my dog and i saw one of my neighbors like we'll just call him like a, a brooklyn native 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 <laughs> been here yeah been here been here you know don't really go nowhere don't like get on the train don't live don't like leave the neighborhood oh no. yeah four block radius four block radius right <laughs> So we're walking back and he runs into me and we see there's a real estate office on the corner that just sprung up. And it's basically, it's basically the logo is like we're developer. Oh yeah. Meets investor. Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you know about this? Is yeah. the thing, is this a place? Basically it's like, it? this is how we're going to steal it from you nicely. That, right. <laughs> And so, and I, I don't care. I'm going to say this. So whenever I see this and they roll up with their Bentley, literally their Bentleys wow. and they come and check on the office. And I said to, you know, my, my, my native neighbor, like, yo, how do you let them still be? Why have, why are those windows not smashed? Because we don't do that. Yeah, but it should be done. Oh no, absolutely. But see black folks we don't do that which is interesting because we don't do that but yet and still we're seen as being violent now if it was a cvs now certainly we would have broken all the windows there but i said first of all i said i don't understand i said you could do it because you haven't done live for so Mm. (laughs) i got things to do okay if i didn't have five nieces boy i'd be a mass murderer (laughs) let me tell you i'd be sniping folks from the rooftop there'll be no way that that place could be but but i say Mm -hmm. all that so we're walking down the street so that's on the corner so we past mm-hmm. that place and then we see a for sale sign so he was like yeah they selling these bills i was like, actually i know the realtor he's black so that's cool because <laughs> it's timor's building oh okay oh yeah the, yeah the uh the uh lena horn yeah the one where lena horn used to live right? is that right across with the, the red door i don't know. yes mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. shout so, out to timor yeah timor is also a comic more more time real estate person he's too busy to do comedy as much anymore he's vegan he's, he's got no his no <laughs> We'll have him on the show too. Um, shout out to Timor. But yeah, so I was like, no, 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 that's cool. Cause it's so funny. I was like, fuck them people down on the corner. But no, black right. man gonna make a commission. Yeah, yeah. He making a commission. It's all right. <laughs> Somewhere in the process. Let's keep the money in here somehow. Yeah. That's why I'm not mad at the change in the Airbnb law, really. Yeah. Because Halsey Street is like a street of hotels, practically. Wow. Because a lot of you know investors have bought, they've made them into Airbnb and that's it. Nobody live in there. 
Yeah, that's jacked up. I know. I just see them rolling down the street with their uh, little roll <laughs> all the time. The mess is when they can't, when the person that's supposed to let them in, they didn't get there yet. So they yes. got to sit out in front. Yes, they got to sit out homeless. front. And they're like, kind of like, where am I exactly? And, oh, do you know I could get some coffee? Yeah. No. Oh, it, it's going to be a matter of time before like all of these bodegas become like the place you pick your key up at. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. Yeah. Because exactly. that's when I go overseas, that's what happens. It's always, you, you never meet the person whose apartment it is. They just say, right. oh, Franco, the man on the corner, mm-hmm. he has the key. He'll right. just go and show him your, your email and then he'll give you. Right. And or you they go got a friend to, in the building yeah. and you knock on the door. You never meet the person. Never meet the person. Yeah. So that's, that's an unfortunate thing. Plus, you can't, find a, you can't find a one bedroom apartment for anyone that's looking for one because people are making too much money doing Airbnb. You listed a nice one bedroom for 1500. Yes, I sure did. It was did. real. Did it did it yeah. move yet? I have four applications now. We're waiting for the landlord to get back to review. Is the landlord black? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Were you hesitant to say it when I? Asked? I don't know why. <laughs> this whole. Let me tell you. I don't know where this conversation is gonna go. I'll be. I'll be just gonna have to hang my own shingle after this. No, one. I'm <laughs> just. No, we're not naming any names. Not but naming you're any giving names. us an insight. So, what's been the most frustrating thing to you about about real estate in in, the, in Brooklyn? How long you've been doing it? Is it twelve years? No, fourteen years. Uh-huh. Gosh. Um, our inability as a people to trust each other. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very frustrating factor. And what do you, what do you, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? But that's a part of that goes back to the post about this misinformation. It's, it's you, in this case, you are trying to sell yourself as a savior of black real estate. (laughs) You're on a debate stage and you have all these old crotchety (laughs) black people like, I don't care what she's saying. Mm -hmm. I ain't buying it. Right. Exactly. You got your best pantsuit on. The best pantsuit. My best one. (laughs) starched it and everything yeah and these these overseas investors is trailing you like jaws on that stage Mm -hmm. and they're like i think i like the man with all his teeth out yeah i like him better i like the one i like the person with the (laughs) yamaka the yamaka (laughs) i didn't say that i didn't say that i said it i see them creeping in my neighborhood i took pictures once and then you know they just got a lot of harassment going on there's a lot of oh there's a lot lot of handwritten notes like hi my name is blah 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 and i love to talk to you about buying your house like whoever sees that sign is like you know what i am gonna sell my house with and have no place to tell you something people do but where do they go people are old there's a program darn it i should have made a note of that there is a program and i want folks to look into it basically they are pairing younger people with older i did see homeowners is it working i encourage us to look into that because let me tell you that is going to be the gateway to home ownership for a lot of people and you want it to be you that's all i'm saying so it's old people who own homes own homes but they can't like really like keep them up keep them up. Mm-hmm. so they want and somebody in there who's basically gonna you know help them rent to, is it like a rent to own situation is it under the auspices of like you're gonna end up being able to buy the home because you know when a family once that old person died a family gets involved they're gonna kick you out if there is family that's okay. the other thing too you'd be surprised how many people are like that's it yeah. They're the end of the line. And that's how you end up with these estate sales. And this stuff goes back to the bank. And don't think that the guy at the bank doesn't have a list of friends who pay him off to get the list of the stuff that's going yeah. into estate. Because that's how they grab that first. And that's how all of a sudden, you know, I used to see Mr. Johnson out there. Oh, now Mr. Johnson's gone. And now all of a sudden there's green boards around his house. Yeah. What happened to his son? What happened to that? They're all, they're either disinterested in the property or he didn't leave a will or something like that. It ends yeah. up in estate, ends up back at the bank in foreclosure. And then, you know, well, if you're listening over. to the podcast, I'm going to um, write down the name of the program so you can yeah. look into it. 
But yeah. that's a thing. That's a real thing. Start talk to the old folks in your neighborhood. Trust me, they're doing it. You should do it too. Mm. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta do a bunch of work when you live with old people though. They yes, gonna call you. you. They're gonna tell you don't come in after ten o'clock. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be home all day. You should be out working. You know, old yeah. black folks. Well, yeah, think of that against a $100,000 down payment. <laughs> <laughs> and said, so which one you got? You got patience or you got $100,000? So you be hanging out with your friends like, what, Chloe, why are you going in? Mm-hmm. Listen, um, my Nana neighbor said that I got to be in the That's house. That's right, honey. I'm laying have... the groundwork for my future. <laughs> no, I can't have no male company. <laughs> uh, she told me I got to sleep in the basement when I'm on my period. <laughs> oh my God. There's a hole in the basement. Wash yourself over that Wash with that yourself. bucket. <laughs> You know, old people have a lot of conspiracy theories. They got a lot of isms. They got a lot oh, of isms, but you got to bear with them. You gotta love so them. how do you straddle the line between being a comedian mm. and a professional, a real estate professional? Uh, sometimes I mix them up. It's needed. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you don't, your job doesn't come to you say, listen, I know you got your show and you be saying crazy shit on Instagram. Can you not? No, they can't. I mean, you're an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're saying something that's, you know, uh, deriding the company. Generally, you know, I did make a post once and I actually have my, my, the head of my company and he and I are friends on Facebook Uh-oh. and he was like, mm, could you, t-? I was like, all See, right. Listen, if you don't, I mean, I'm not going to say go follow her on Facebook because that's her personal thing where she likes to blur the lines, but like a lot of her posts are like, this is some bullshit. Y'all better go get y'all some apartments. New York City has all of these affordable housing. Get yes. your shit together. Get your shit together. And I be like, it's interesting because most realtors would be like, if you want to buy something, come see me so I can make my commission. But she's like, listen, this is the loophole in the system. Go through the bed. You like the spook who sat by the door. Yes. <laughs> I, hope, I hope I spook y'all into getting out there and getting your stuff. Let me tell you something. If you live in a brownstone, that you do not, that you are not a relative of the owner. And even if you are a relative, you might still be in danger. Your rent is never going to be stable. Your living situation is never going to be stable because at some point that landlord's going to knock on your door and say, you know what, I'm selling the building. Yeah. And you won't be in a position to buy it. And then you'll have to move. And that keeps happening again and again and again. You have to get a rent stabilized apartment. You have to. You have to go to New York City Housing Connect, put your file online, mm-hmm. get into the housing lottery. That is the only way a lot of folks are going to be able to stay in New York. Otherwise, you can forget it. Yeah, I've done that. <clears throat> I've done. I've had some things come up, and, and, and it does take a long time. Trust me, it yeah. takes a long because you'll be minding your business. You get an email like, "Hey, when you come in for an interview, be like, well, did I interview? I put my application in four years ago for this apartment." Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I actually had one that I was actually kind of interested in, but they took too long because I have a small dog. So I emailed them right back like, "Hey, are pets allowed?" And they got back to me four days later. And then I was oh, like, yeah. um, but, but they was like, well, we had so many people that emailed. And I was like, yeah, but I emailed y'all right back. Yeah. So that, but that's also how they try to get you out. Like if you have True. any little hiccup, they'll be like, oh, see, oh, well, you exactly. missed your opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to stay in my place for a while. No, you will. Yeah. You will hear, but people need to. Oh, no, I that. agree. I like, definitely agree. And plus, you know, I don't worry. I don't worry. Like this is the thing that we started originally talking about with the mindset and letting all that negativity into your mind. I can do all of that kind of stuff. I can send out all that kind of information because I don't worry about making money. I think the minute you worry mm-hmm. about anything, it throws up a roadblock to it. 
I think that the universe is open to me. I think it's open to you. Yeah. I think that everything that is meant for you will come your way. I agree a hundred percent. And it is, which no- is why I, I don't believe in withholding. Like how, you know, some people withhold information because mm-hmm. they want to make a better chance for themselves, yeah. especially in comedy or entertainment. Like if you know of an opportunity or a project or, or an audition process, some people are like, I'm not going to tell Lois cause I don't want her to be, but right. I feel like what's for you is for you. Exactly. So I never operate that way. I mean, sometimes you see people moving in certain things. You're like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how they got that. But you'd be like, no, 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 no. If it was for me, it would find me. Yes. It will come to me when it's supposed to be. Yeah. And you have to have that confidence. Because if you don't, you're constantly thinking, what am I missing? What am I missing? You know, you're not missing anything. Stop scrambling. Stop struggling. People create their own struggle. They create their own struggle inside their head. And they go out in the world and go, how come things aren't coming my way? Because you got your hands all balled up. You can't put nothing into a balled up fist. Wow. Gotta open your hands, open your heart. I think it's so interesting because I feel like our our new mindset of like spirituality in the universe has replaced like the traditional like black church mentality, mm. which is based in like you need to suffer. Yeah. Oh. You need to get on your knees and pray. You need to <laughs> crack some bones. <laughs> why and why everybody <laughs> needs to suffer but the pastor. Yeah. Except the pastor. Yeah, the pastor gets, ain't suffering. Okay. No, he definitely not. He's helping he's taking that money for the roof fund and taking his mistress to Aruba. Hello. But yeah. Exactly. But we, yeah, it's so interesting. We, but, but we know I, what happens. <laughs> we ain't calling no names. Yeah. But that's I think that's the this whole idea like your posting originally said about like just misinformation and just people just tuning out to whatever they just don't feel it's going to impact them mm-hmm. and it's like so my question to you is like what do you think is going to happen as a result of this election do you think it just be a complete divide where people just won't come back to reality or you just get deeper and deeper into your own hole where it this is your existence like how mormons are in utah <laughs> I've been, have you ever been to utah i have Let me tell not, you something. but you i did t- watch big love okay listen <laughs> i've been to utah i spent a week in utah and it is a very surreal place it's Mm. it's it's suffocating in it's self-censorship if you understand you ever like you've ever you ever been you remember you're a little kid and you go to like your friend's house for the first time Mm -hmm. and you're just being you and then mom comes to be like now lois we don't do that in this house we don't do that here and you're like oh my god what you just did like air leaves your chest. Right, like, oh right, my God, right. You start feeling in your trouble. Yeah, you get that like, feeling in your stomach. Oh no. So now you start censoring yourself. Now, right. now all of a sudden you are behaving like the people in that house because you're trying to adhere to their rules. And that's yeah. what Utah is. It's like they have these, all of these like unwritten, not unwritten, but unknown things that you mm-hmm. don't know unless you're part of it. And as you live your life, somebody's constantly been like, hey, we don't, hey, we don't, we don't do, do that. Like, what, like, what, what happened? Oh my gosh. They are like, so we were just like simple things. Like I told this one girl, you know, I was there for colleges. And so this one girl, she was dressed really cute. And she was like, Oh, I love fashion. I always want to go to New York. I was like, you, so go, go to New York. She's like, no, I'm going to go to school and be a dentist. And you know, everybody thinks that I'm weird because I like fashion and you know, here they open up a new mall, but they couldn't have a Victoria's secret in it because they didn't want them to see like the women in the, the bra and panties. And I was just like, Oh, I forgot where I was. Like in my mind, it's like, just go to New York and live your life. And you just, and you just, it's constantly like everybody there has a cord that keeps them, but going so far Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. the epicenter of the religion. Right. It's like that little, like when you got the little kid on the strap. Yeah. Yeah, he goes yeah, out, yeah, but so far, him, and he ain't come back. Like that dog collie. Just, but they that, let him go for a year. Is that the Amish? That's no, the Amish. No, no, the Amish no. They, they let them go for oh, a year. That's Wilma Springer. They get to like, that. the Amish, yes. they get to go ham. But Mormons, they do a year, they do a year of service, like a, one to three years of service. They go to like a third world country and help them build like a water fountain and feel like they did some shit and come back home. 
That's wow. what they do. So that's the extent of the exposure the that they get beyond but the community. When, yeah. So like when you're there, the, like the kids are like already married in college or in like mm-hmm. they, they date to marry. So they're with somebody for like three months and then they get married like in school. So it's just like this whole, everything focuses on their belief system. Nothing challenges it because they have everything on lock. It's just wow. this, this Mormon utopia place that you can't really infiltrate they will look out for their own. Like, it's really, it's one of those things, like, you would watch on, like, the X-Files, and you're like, damn, why is everybody... Like, this is really, like, Stepford Wives. So much so. Did you, is, did you see any black people? There were some black people there. And were they some, in the same place mentally? Some were Mormon and some were not, and the ones that weren't were like, listen, there's definitely a glass ceiling. Like, if you, like, they keep asking you to come to church, mm-hmm. and when you're, like, emphatically like, no, then... You start being excommunicated. Yes, things, things start like opportunities start like falling away for you because they you're not one of them for real. Jesus. So I think the whole place though. Um. Yeah. Well, I was I was all throughout Utah, but the whole state is probably like seventy two percent Mormon. Like it's for real. But Salt Lake City though, like where they do the yeah film festival mm-hmm. and stuff. That's yeah. They is, only is let that it, a little bit more liberal. No, or? I mean it's more not. It's it's a little bit more non Mormons that live there. But it's still Mormon town. And they only let the festival there because they make money from it. Mm. That's it. You know Mormons own Ancestry.com, so don't ever Dude, go this on Ancestry. Thing, don't how, what is wrong with people and sending their blood or their swabs? It, to, yeah. Don't you realize that the government is behind all this? I'm not yeah. trying to be like a wacky uh you know uh conspiracy theorists but come on now they mormons are obsessed with uh collecting data and lineages Mm -hmm. and so the the state building in in salt lake is open 24 hours because people just go there and research shit they have like they have everybody's history like all the mormon history because they like to be able to they like to be able to trace their lineage Mm -hmm. back to like like the original 12 mormons or whatever the whatever they're like founding fathers and women are so they're upset they are obsessed with data they're obsessed with like lineages and family records and family trees so yeah people like oh i submitted my thing and i'm from ghana okay good luck with that Mm. have fun And and people get i'm sure they get kind of shunned yeah you know if, if your lineage pops up something that it's undesirable. Oh yeah, but you can just repent, and you know they try to be like we're welcoming to everybody. But yeah, they just they're obsessed with like family lineages, which is like That's this. Terrifying. It's like it's like a Puritan mindset essentially of like we are pure and we are the people. And you does know. Skip Gates know that? Does he know that? Ancestry.com is I don't know if Mormons. he does. I don't know if he does, but it is. But which is interesting because like now I feel like everybody, when well, everybody, I feel like this Trump movement is all about this white nationalism mm-hmm. and staying pure. And, and they don't know, realize how mixed up they are back they in there. They have no idea. Which is interesting because, like, when, you know, talking about, like, the black church. I mean, I kind of wish that the black church was, like, as powerful as they once were to help combat all of this shit. You know, like. Yeah, but they got co-opted. You know, then people saw the church for people start to see the opportunity in starting a church as opposed to really being about hearts and minds. So I'd be like, oh, man, tax free living shoot i could work no. that collecting money from people it became an angle it became a game yeah you know and it lost its true entrenched meaning yeah. and plus they also didn't they didn't bring the younger people in no they kind of stuck with this old thing for a long time and then you know very begrudgingly all right well you know we know the head of the choir is a faggot well all right he can have his boyfriend <laughs> could come now it's like you can't be like that it's like there's too few of us I mean, yeah. they're talking about the brownie of America, but truly, when you're talking about a group of thinking black people, a yeah. group of money-making black people, there's not a lot of us. No. 
you know, and we need more. So you got to bring, you got to bring the young people in, into the church and be broad minded in the church. I'm not saying to, to go against any of the teachings in the Bible. And it's not even like teachings in the Bible. These are, it's a book of suggestions. Okay. (laughs) This is what we suggest you do. You know, there's nothing, everyone's turning it. Everyone turns the Bible to whatever it is that they need. Which is like the misinformation thing. So like my, my thing is like, how do you know what's real? Mm Mm-hmm. Like when you're like when you're observing things, you're interacting with people, you're reading articles. Like how do you how do how does Lois Thompson know what's real? Right, you don't. Yeah, you don't, and you just gotta like live with your heart. <laughs> you gotta live with your heart, man. It's like you can't say, but I read it and it said you can't. It's crazy, and you know, yeah. I, I this is the thing. I I was a journalist, and I'm still like in my heart and mind a journalist. I still look at things. I know I research. I investigate. Mm-hmm. I you know I go into deep rabbit holes on the internet. I just I just that's <laughs> just get who behind, I am. Do you get yeah. behind the internet. I get behind the internet. People? I lift it up. Yeah, <laughs> I look at dust bunnies. I'm all in. <laughs> but when I see people talking about and that's a lie and that's not true and this is what they want to do and blah 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 and I'm like you but you can't. There's no reasoning. There's no yeah. you can't reason with someone who's going to tell. Like I was just talking to somebody on the internet today who was like. Oh, they paid uh, the DNC paid people money to go and disrupt Trump rallies. They paid them yeah. paid them fifteen hundred dollars on an iPhone. Uh-huh. I was like, in what world? Yeah, really? where? Show yeah. me the receipts. What are you talking about? It was all staged, you know, because they wanted they wanted to they want to antagonize the Trump people. I don't think those people need any antagonizing. Not. They got black supporters in there who can't even be in a room yeah. because automatically your blackness means that. You you can't possibly be one no. of us. Even here, here's the thing to those black people who are standing in that room. If you just walk in and they telling you you don't belong there, why are you thinking you belong there? Like why are you thinking like this is well, a place it's where same, it's, it's accepting the, you? It's the same reason why those old black people don't trust you. Mm. Because why why there's no way that all these white people still in their mind there's no way all these white people still hate black people. There's no mm. way. I refuse to believe it because I go to Even school. Even though they're getting beat up. Yeah, it's just, beat up it, and kicked out. It's just the people that beat me up that don't like me. Everybody else, is everybody fine. else is fine. Yeah, there are people that were helping me that were helping wipe yeah. the blood from my face. Yeah, they're still my, f- white my frat brothers there. helped me out. They made sure I got home safe. <laughs> Can we talk about Atlanta? <laughs> oh, we can talk about Atlanta. Yes, let's talk about Atlanta. Let's talk about because we were talking about shows like Luke Cage that you know show a broader experience yes. of of black men. I think Atlanta really does that yes i love it i love it people think it's a little weird or whatever i love glover there are, there are definitely some abstract moments yeah. but overall well what is life though but a series of abstract moments that we're trying to make sense of we're trying to you know yeah. foist sense onto yeah. these moments but the truth is like everything is just is like that it is broken apart and off key and off center mm-hmm. you know and we're trying to corral we're trying to control it we're trying yeah. to control it and bring it all together and make no this has to make sense because it's my life yeah no it doesn't no <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense but i think we just want we just want easy answers mm-hmm. that's what it is we want like when you're going through some fucked up shit you want to just be like i know this is going to make me better in some way right you want to hope that you want to hope that it can't be an isolated incident even though i believe i do believe that everything is connected and i think you're supposed to get a lesson but sometimes you just don't know what that lesson is till forever and ever yeah. later that's the other thing too yeah can i get the answer now no, no, no. Can I get it now? That's the Googleization of our minds, yeah. thinking that everything that happens, we can get an answer. The answer that we, we need, we need it right now. And well, it has I to be blame, pertinent. I blame parents for not making their kids wait. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody waits anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They get That's what they the want issue. right then. Because I just need you to, 
Be quiet. I don't want you asking me so any here. questions right now. Here's a tablet. Here's a phone. Go yeah. watch TV. I don't want to have an intellectual conversation with my seven-year-old because I got things to do. Mm-hmm. So here's an answer. Here's an answer. Not the right one, but it's some answer so you can stop asking me questions. And then when you're ready to talk to them, they got the headphones in and they're looking at you like, what do you want to talk to me now for? Yeah. I'm beyond being spoken to at this point. It's been seven years since you actually really talked to me. So what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm telling you between between core math Donald <laughs> and Donald Trump and vaccines allegedly given black babies um, autism. Autism. I don't think I want to have any children. Everyone's on the damn spectrum. Everyone's on the spectrum. <laughs> that nonsense with like this person, that person. Everyone. I could think back in my life of people I go. Oh, yeah, he was fucked up. Then, yeah. Was he autistic? Oh, is yeah. that what that was? Yeah. They just hadn't come up with a name for That's it true. yet. You know? That's true. Come on. Everyone's got an uncle, a cousin, somebody. Everybody just... does. So what makes you Lois Thompson? What mm. makes you Lois Thompson comedian and real estate guru? <laughs> what makes you a social misfit? <laughs> I generally don't give a fuck. <laughs> I am the person. I will say that thing. Yeah. You know, I will say that thing and I will do that thing that you could see the relief in everyone around me going, mm. oh, good. Yeah. Somebody said it because I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't make myself say it because why not? What else are we doing? But where did you where did you get that courage to just say the emperor has no clothes on? Like what made you see? I think when people like my experiences, the people like you are like me. The people who say those things are the people who have been at some point ostracized or marginalized mm. at some point where they're like, I'm not feeding into this shit no more. Honey. I don't want to be a part of that. I'm, I'm going to be over here and y'all going to fucking figure it out that I'm right. I'm a gay black woman from West Indian family. Talk to me about outside, <laughs> please. And I'm an only daughter. Please tell me about the outside. Okay. <laughs> I see nothing on my life but hinges, just doors closing. How, wait, so how did your family react to you being an openly gay woman? Did they know uh, you were gay before you came out? I'm not sure. I don't think anyone's paying attention to me. What? How many yeah. kids are in your family? Well, I got three brothers. Well, one came along after, but yeah, my two older brothers, said, you know, I had a single mom. I mean, yeah, I had a couple of stepfathers, but my mom worked all the time. Mm-hmm. Who had the time? You know, West Indian parents, you can't come to them with shit they ain't got to do with is that helping pay a bill or is that food they don't want to there's no in between that mm. you know what i mean anything that i ever remember saying to my mom was like you know what like what do you want me to do my mom, you want me to sell the house huh? sell the house. like like what were you would, what were you asking her that her answer was oh you want me God. to sell the house mommy can i go outside <laughs> <laughs> what so so then henry is in the house by himself so i'm supposed to quit my job I'm supposed to quit my job and stay here and erase him. I was, I'm just thinking about saying, yeah, but you had him. Like, wait a minute. What? You know, that was a whole nother thing. That was very, that was a weird, painful part of life. But, um, what, being, you, you being the responsible one because you were the daughter? Because being the daughter. Yeah. And that shit of like the boys do nothing and you do everything. That was just like madness to me. Are your, are your brothers, uh, upstanding citizens? Yeah. In a sense of like capable yeah. adults, because I noticed that when women have sons and they don't let them do anything, mm-hmm. they end up being like, no, they, they, grew up to be, they grew up to be capable adults and yeah. are in their later years revealing themselves to be, you know, quite stand up fellas. But, you know, they that ain't going to okay. get me my my <laughs> childhood back, my my JC's, my JC's scholarship back. That's not going to get me into uh, the uh, Lawrence Country Day School. Oh, I had a friend that went to Lawrence Country Honey. Day School. You wanted to go there? Honey, 
Like nothing in the world. And what mama was like, no, nope. Cause what? Who's gonna watch Henry? Exactly. Really? Who's gonna be? Who's who's gonna do this? Oh, okay. So how did that? So I traded that. How did that keep you on the right path? See, because some people got that would get that no and be like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go be a hot ass in the street and do some <laughs> drugs. <laughs> couldn't you just couldn't like you know what i mean the guilt factor yeah you know what i mean and 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 just you just couldn't you couldn't just as a west indian child yeah. you just couldn't you'd just be killed so i just ran away to college i waited oh you I waited till i was 18 you plotted you was like I'm i plotted went away to college and got make me you some pay for pussy all right this. away <laughs> oh my god it's like i couldn't wait it's like walked to do like i dropped my bag and said all right you you're not gonna let me go to boarding school watch this mom okay watch me ruin this young lady's life <laughs> so <laughs> that was that but um you know you 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 uh, that's so funny i never thought we'd be talking about that that's, what about yeah. getting pussy in college no not getting pussy i always uh, talk about getting pussy in college <laughs> oh my god i thought about the white girls how that was a lot of work really yeah because the pussy is too long what what yeah. what <laughs> What are you, you talking know, about? You know how they wear their pants, like a high waisted yes. like that? That's because that's where the pussy starts. It's always <laughs> the top. And you're like, eh. So you look at from the belly button to the tank. All the way down there. It's like the New Jersey Turnpike. You're wondering, where the hell am I get off this thing? Christ of mercy. <laughs> I cannot. I've never heard that happen in my life. I am speechless right now. And I do a lot of things. I've never heard white women's vaginas explained as being long as New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> was there a lot of tolls on that Turnpike? Okay, really. Wait, so yes. was, was was college your first like physical experience with women or you yeah. dibbled? Really? You waited? Yeah, so you honey, waited? Let me tell you something. All you could think about is how Satan was. You know, Satan's going to strike it down, blah, blah, so blah. So you didn't think Satan, Satan was at your school? Nah, he was just in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Devil, like the Amityville horror. No, he's just there. He's nowhere else. That's hilarious. So yeah, I waited till I got away and I felt like, you know, so whatever happens, at least it won't like embarrass mm. my family, I guess, or whatever, because it's happening over here. Okay, so and let me ask you this is, it yeah. might be too per Well, I probably might, I don't care. <laughs> Who taught you how to eat pussy? Oh, gosh. Uh, no one. It was all my imagination. So, what did you imagine? Like, what did you tell yourself going into it? Wow. Well, I never really, I never watched porn or anything like mm -hmm. that. All I could think of was, you know, what would feel nice to me? Uh-huh. And so that's what I did. Yeah. And I was right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get a reputation in your school? Like, yo, Lois. Oh, no, no, no. Not like, bad, but I was, I'm, saying, I was, like, I'm, a, I'm a, a serial monogamous. I had oh. one girl. So as soon as you got to school, you got a girlfriend. Yeah. So, yeah. And how long were you with her? Uh, until I couldn't stay there anymore, until all the, the white boys drove me out because she was fine. What do you mean the white boys drove you out of college? Well, they found, they, yeah, they found out, like, basically, like, because there was, like, you know, she was pop, she was somewhat popular. Wait, so you left school? Yeah, I got out of there. Well, I wanted to leave there anyway. Buffalo is a horrible place. Wait, so you so got there. you got pushed out because you were banging the hot white chick? Yeah, pretty much. Damn. It got yeah socially it got it was unbearable and plus you know the black folks you know black folks are well we helping you <laughs> they want nothing to oh, do you, with oh, that oh you wanted them oh, yeah no. exactly you Damn. want they want nothing to do with that so, so when you came home what did you what was your explanation to your no it's just like, yeah, it's too cold <laughs> <laughs> uh, the racial climate was way too cold yeah yeah for me to be there. it was a little icy <laughs> yes yeah, so I had to go 
<laughs> so I came back to Brooklyn and went to, and finished school here. Yeah, finished school here. Yeah. Oh my good! So nobody knows. You, did you tell your family ever at one point, like, hey, yeah. the real reason why I left school was? Oh please, come on! Why? Why would they care? Oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> but like, God, that Satan following your blasted tail because you're fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, we should have liquor. You got to have liquor at the next one. Okay, right. <laughs> she's just drinking water. Just Listen, drinking water. I was people. so excited to start this podcast. I was like, "Hey guys, I have teas. If you want some teas, I have an assortment of teas. I just want to calm your spirit and bring the energy up, so we can really like." I know, know, right? You have little bells, warm and your vocal cords. Okay, well next time it'll be weed and alcohol. Whatever you do. Janelle, Janelle, so what's her get lit? Oh yeah, get lit. I love that. Uh, Janelle James, she's gonna be in the show too. Um, Shout out to Janelle James. Okay. Oh my gosh, I feel like we covered so much. I know. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I feel like we got everything. <laughs> we talked. We addressed your post, right? That was. Yes. Do you like it? Do you like the format of the show? Oh, I love it. This is fantastic. It was, it was a lot of fun. I don't get to see you either, so this I is know. a wonderful time together. Yeah. You know, I You're do. Cool. I really do. And then Lois is great. Lois, let's promote you a little bit. You have a great monthly show. Yes, Blacklight Comedy Show. We do it the third Monday of every month down at the Brooklyn Moon, seven forty-five Fulton Street. The Brooklyn Moon, by the way, is. My brother's restaurant. So, yes, he is a stand-up <laughs> citizen. 20, 21 years we celebrated. Le- legend, a legendary uh, venue in Brooklyn. Uh, yes. Brooklyn Moon. Yes. I wish I, I wish I was there when it was like, I mean, not that it's not popping now, but I'm just saying at the height of like the black cultural. Oh, aware, my God, with the snapping. Yeah. When they, we used to have the poetry nights, honey. It was live up Did in there. Did anybody like record that? I Common, mean, Erica Badu. I don't know if Michael recorded a lot of that. I know he has some, I know he's got a lot of pictures and things like that. But recording of it, like, I don't know. I don't know if we were in that That mindset. That you, mindset. you know what it is? Interesting yeah. because this is, and this is what, this is the problem with black people. Is that we do amazing shit and don't realize how amazing, how it, amazing is. it is until somebody comes back. Mm-hmm. With a camera and be like, I want to do a yeah, exactly right. Until Becky comes in and goes, Oh my god, you guys are fascinating! And you're like, Oh, that was just Tuesday, that was a Tuesday for us, right? Right, we didn't realize that we was making inroads in culture, but I there's so you. much that came out of it. I mean, if you do make sure that you do the documentary, tell him he needs to do a documentary, and, he, and he's in, um, uh. Brooklyn was isn't part of a documentary. Well, it was it Nels- the Nelson George one about yes, yeah the Nelson George so, yeah. one about Brooklyn yeah which was interesting too. Yeah. It talked about the whole like the whole eighties nineties yeah. movement of like all the artistry. Let me tell you, Fort Green was was it because you know I was at Pratt at mm-hmm. that time. So I mean it was where like you could the date heart. women freely in Pratt with no, with no yeah ridicule. where yeah where I then married another straight woman. I don't know what my problem is but you you, know. you married no you know oh yeah okay. loved her like eleven years so and she was straight. Time. Mm-hmm. they all mean? are they all are wait oh that okay that's the, that's the ruse show was the first one and the second one and the third one too so you they and are. you in lesbian relationships with three women who who said that straight. they were straight exactly and so after they ended with you they went back to men yeah or? it's like you know oh oh okay. listen life is different <laughs> Life is different. I'm fucking awesome. But I just want to <laughs> mention that. <laughs> you make people go against their. Uh... No, I, I let them go with their flow. Go with the flow. Yeah, and they're, then... not, they're not going against nothing. Trust me. <laughs> I don't understand. If I was in a lesbian relationship mm-hmm. for any amount of time, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back to be like, oh, I'm straight. I'd be like, um, I just love people. I'd be like, I just love people. Yeah. Fundamentally. Fundamentally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did anyone go out with a woman after me? No, I spoiled them. No, 
I spoil them. But you're in a committed relationship. Are you yeah. married now? Yes. Oh, you are? Yeah. When did you get married? Well, I mean, we got the domestic thingy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we you got we the, got that before the whole marriage the, thing oh, got so you cleared got the OG. Up. Yeah, but it's... So you're good. I ain't wasting time with that shit. You're not going to have a little ceremony? I Whenever she wants to, I'll be glad to. It is not at the top of my list of things to do. <laughs> Let me tell you. What is at the top okay. of your list of things to do? We're, we're adopting a baby. You are? That's what we're doing right now, yeah. Oh. I hope she's not mad at me for talking about it, but I think it's a wonderful But you're thing. like close to the end of it? No, we're starting the process. Right, yeah, we're like a third. I say we're about wow. a third in, yeah. Do you, What's your preference in kid? Boy, Smart. Girl? A smart child that likes to sleep. That's what I want. Oh, uh, you, two out of three, you're definitely going to get. Uh, sleep is not going to be right. one of the three that you're going to get. What? How was the age, age range oh, you infant. going for? Infant. Yeah. And you infant. think you're going to get sleep? Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Listen, I've had a puppy. I know. It's horrible. <laughs> I know. You're going to be up all damn night. We had to lay on the floor with our little guy when we first got him because he wouldn't shut up. Oh, but, no. Um, you're supposed yeah. to give him a t-shirt that smells like you so they can smell you. And he was not sleep. having it. Oh. We had all our clothes up in that damn cage. And that <laughs> damn dog like, meow, 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 like a freaking cat all night. It was crazy. Oh, well, much success in your adoption process. Thank you. Thank um, you. you know, I'm all for adoption. I have I have family members who are adopted nice. and my, you know, like oh, cool. family, like family, family. So yeah, I'm all for it. And I, I do, I do think that I would be open to that more so than having my own child. Mm-hmm. I think at, at what point in my life, I feel like I would be ready for a child. I think I would rather help a child than just to have one. Yeah. But it also depends on like who, what my partner believes in. Cause you don't want to like be like, I don't want to have your baby. I want to adopt one. And yeah. Yeah. Like right. I want to have your baby. <laughs> that'd be the end of your marriage you gotta get that sperm tested for real everyone's stuff should be tested because you know i know but that's the one good thing about adopting they tell you it's like Mm -hmm. a new car to be listen the shocks is a little fucked up (laughs) back tied in the place four or five times but the heart is good you like (laughs) thanks you know what people do now too like we found out so much during this process like people do you know there's the surrogate thing yeah where they do it in india a lot they have like these like yeah. buildings filled with these women mm-hmm. having babies i'm like listen i'm having a black baby i want to fuck up my baby's neck movement i want that shit to be <laughs> like my baby need to do this i don't want you this. want a sassy baby i don't want the baby <laughs> telling me i'm not doing that mommy i don't know yeah you I have mean. a baby that's, that was uh born in india coming back here but like i just i want curry chicken you okay like, you this goddamn fried chicken your mama made all right thank you very much i'm light and crispy and crusty <laughs> negro down i gotta be sure i don't call my kid nigga that's what i gotta be careful about. no i think you should every once in a while I throw a nigga at just him. thought so they're not floored but see my brother my brother is younger than me 15 years difference and mm-hmm. he has never he was never around like angry loud black people <laughs> he was just never he was he was it, in it a didn't happen to it him why what happened i don't know he just went to he went to private schools his whole life he, mm. you know my parents like drove him into the city he had a very white experience so how did he get that what did you get oh i grew i they put to, you on the train I, oh yeah I was, I was going to school by myself it's five that is no so no not crazy. five my mother be like don't you say five i, I was seven <laughs> I was seven. I would go to school by myself. I would come home. I was a latchkey kid. Okay. I wow. got snatched on every corner. My parents were like, no, we believe you'll be home by 3.30. So I went, to, I went to school. I grew up in Williamsburg. I bused to, not bus, That's but right. two, two buses to yeah. Clinton Hill with all the Cosby kids right there on Green. 
might wow, be a with green the, avenue uh, ps11 ps11 that's right which is fucking un right now hello which is all Benetton. yeah all all types Fort of people green are there. you mixed this is where you should live yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i went there went to school and then uh, junior high school in bushwick and then high school right there by one police plaza so i was always on the train by myself oh you went to Mur- uh, murray bertram i went to bertram I, I pl- you know what i applied to murray bertram right it's I, terrible yeah now. all of them are bad now yeah. they're not like august martin when i went to august martin they actually still had flying lessons because wow. of the aviation yeah. high school. They were they they had a little runway in the Who back. Who took you to school? I walked to school because I lived right there. I I lived right there, so you would walk to school. That's high school at that uh, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I walked to PS thirty. That's where yeah. I went to grade school, yeah. and then I went to seventy two, which is now Count Basie High. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I walked mean, everything. It is like apparently I was unrapeable, I guess. Well, yeah, I was fat, so it was nobody trying to pick me up. They want a little me. fat baby. No, 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 not at all. I was not appealing at all, and that's fucked up because when you have like low self esteem, you're like, how come nobody mm. wants to? Right. <laughs> How come no one's fondling me? What about me? Oh, that's so fucked up. Yeah, see, I was a social misfit. All these social misfits sit there being like, How come nobody wanna give me candy? Okay. Oh, I love candy. <laughs> I wish the old man would put his finger in me just once so I could feel valuable. <laughs> Oh my God, Lois! Thank you so much for You're coming welcome. on to we Social Misfit. <laughs> you gotta end on a high note. You gotta end on like I want people to be like, "Oh my God, no, they didn't talk about that." Yeah, we talked about it. This is Social Misfit. Lois, where can oh. people follow you? Oh gosh, people can follow me. Oof. <laughs> yeah, Instagram is people, pretty safe. Yes, follow me on Lois is funny. <laughs> Lois is funny on Instagram, and then you could always come and like Black Light Comedy Show, like our page on Facebook, please. That's a way to connect with me as well. Yeah, and it's Black Black Light L A L I G H T. Yes, Black Light Comedy, Black Light Show. Comedy Shows, third Monday of every month, all ladies, all the time. That's how I get it in. <laughs> don't say that it's not like you fucking the people on your show no i'm not fucking the people please please i don't want people like you calling know, and canceling no mi- you know millennials can get in and be like oh my god it's a sex comedy it's show not, that's so ironic that's true. and my wife is probably listening to this so sweetheart i love you well we love you too thank we you. love you too thank love you so much too, for chloe coming hilliard. out i appreciate it guys thank you for checking out social Mystery with chloe hilliard you can go to chloehilliard.com for more updates and the podcast is going to be on soundcloud and itunes thanks for listening appreciate it Bye.